0: Welcome to another edition of Anglican Unscripted. This is episode 746. I'm Kevin Coulson and I'm here with Susie Leaf from Anglican Futures reporting from Lambeth. All right, welcome to another show. We're glad you could join us. Obviously, there's a lot happening. Lambeth 2022 is occurring over at uh, Kent, uh, England, and I thought we could be talking about that because we have graciously been awarded the time of Susie Leith, who's going to help us talk through some of the bigger topics that are happening over at Lambeth, because uh, so far we're at day two, and I, I see a lot of chaos happening, and we need to talk about what's going on. But first, how are you doing, Susie?
1: Well, I think the general feeling is that people are tired. It's only day two. We've got another, I think, eight days to go. Um, people are um, just trying to work out what's going on. We were told today by a Bishop uh, the Retired Bishop of Lambeth, uh, Tim Thornton, um, that Lambeth is a work in progress. Um, Things seem to be changing every day and they don't seem to have much idea of what's going on.
0: Yeah, and and I... Lambeth has to be an incredibly difficult struggle—not just you know the the political issues, not just the social issues going on, the cultural issues, and the chaos over Lambeth One Hundred and Ten—but just putting on a event like this where you have hundreds of bishops coming from all over the world to attend a ten day conference in the middle of summer in England—that's difficult. Add to that all the it's, layers it's of
1: extraordinary hard.
0: Yeah. yeah just you know
1: i think it took an hour and a half so i was gonna say it took an hour and a half to get the bishops and the people um were seated today before the service started i mean you know it's it's a logistical nightmare
0: yeah absolutely um, let's talk about the uh, non-logistical nightmares, but some of the nightmares that are kind of happening behind the scenes. And we've heard now for weeks about Lambeth calls and some of the uh, decisions the primates primates and bishops will be making uh, in regards to what they support, don't support, what needs more work around the church. And it's really difficult to describe land with calls. What's more difficult is to find out how the bishops are going to be voting on this. We learned a couple weeks ago that it'll all be handled by electric vote and then they changed how many options they have to vote on and now they're throwing out electric voting and the options and it may be because I don't speak English speak as well as you do I don't know what's going on now, and I need you to really help, uh, as a, a person from Britain explain to us what's going to happen now with voice votes.
1: Okay, uh, I've never been in a meeting in Britain with, with a voice vote, um, so I cannot tell you exactly what's going to happen. But we had it explained to us today at the press briefing, which is that um, the bishops are in tables of sort of seven people that they are discussing uh, what has been written as the call. Um, They get a chance for about an hour to talk about it amongst themselves. They have a chance to a few tables feedback. And then at the end of that time, there's gonna be the opportunity for people, the, the bishops to say whether or not they think the, and I think the quote to quote, the general direction of the call is something that they can go with. And if they think that they can go with it, we're told that they will remain silent and if they have a problem with it, uh, they will raise their voice and say that it's a problem. Now, we were told that the, the today's vote, which was on um, Safe Church, perhaps unsurprisingly, that one went through um, um, unanimously. Obviously, sure. there was n- not a sound in the room, but it does rather think that um, cultures that are used to being loud and noisy uh, might find it easier to raise their voice at a time like that than a culture uh, which is more perhaps deferent, or even have quiet voices.
0: Well, help me out here. Um, what was wrong with the electronic vote?
1: I think they didn't like the numbers game. So yesterday, they had a, a vote. Um, they tried to tell us that 99% of the bishops were in favor, and therefore the the, the call had been affirmed. If you actually looked at the numbers, um, there were probably about 180 bishops meet, missing from the vote we didn't know whether they abstained or whether they just didn't come to the, to the meeting um, and 66% of them did say yes they liked it 33% of them had, had chosen that the, um, I um, think this needs some more work before I could agree to it uh, but apparently that adds up to 99% of people being absolutely in favour So I think, yeah, it's that they claim there was confusion. They claim people didn't know which button to press. I mean, we have had that situation at Synod in England where a bishop has pressed the wrong button. I no, think quite famously. And oh, no, and I, I, do, I,
0: I agree with that. I've been in rooms where I've had to vote, and it's been confusing. I'm an IT person. I've had an IT person explain the voting to me before, and it was still confusing. Uh, you have Englishmen explaining yeah. to English persons at this the uh, Church of England Synod, and it's still not uh, able to work out. I can't yeah. imagine what's like multicultural, multi-language, uh, to understand the electric voting I, I i i give them a pass on that i'm still confused by how the voice vote will work as you you are as well so yeah yeah it is- and i don't
1: think they know they you know we talked a little bit to the bishops afterwards and they were talking about the fact that they they where where it's something that's relatively simple they can see how it'll work but they're going to have to come up with a more sophisticated system uh, particularly for the sort of human dignity call where there are obviously going to be some um, very um, differing views.
0: Were you at the opening service today?
1: I was, yes. I was hidden away in the media area, which was right at the back of the cathedral. Okay. So I couldn't see a lot, um, but was part of it.
0: So on Friday, the Global South uh, announced that they were not going to uh, recommend to the bishops of the Global South that they uh, attend the Eucharist. and. It's my understanding that the Lambeth Conference would not allow people to take pictures during the Eucharist today. Is that a correct understanding?
1: Yeah, that was that's right. We were told that it was a time of um, sort of it was a personal moment. It was a very um, holy moment, Mm -hmm. and therefore no photographs should be taken. Um, And we also had a slightly complex situation where earlier on, uh, before the service started. It was acknowledged that some people would not be taking communion, um, but it was, interestingly, the wording that the Archbishop of Can- Canterbury used that w- was that everyone was welcome at the table. and But if you felt you didn't want to take communion for one reason or another, uh, it would be good to go up to the, um, the people giving out the communion and to ha- receive a blessing. It was hard for people to stay in their seats. Yeah so who knows what happened <laughs> no, I- but certainly there were i have spoken to many people who said they had a very uh, uh, uh a quiet moment with god as they sat in their seat so okay who knows the exact numbers
0: well i was at the uh, opening service but it's a
1: divided in- community and it had to oh, be yeah. acknowledged
0: yeah absolutely i was at the uh, the divided service in 2008 uh held also in uh, kent mm-hmm. Uh, England. And it was a beautiful service, but there were people who were not there who were supposed to be there. And you could tell there was division in the communion at that point. I can only imagine it's worse now, because even though the press is picking up that uh, Lambeth is united in prayer, I don't think they're united in kind and united in belief. And I kind of see two things happening here. I see... Uh, biblical bishops getting together and I see kind of a, a brood of vipers getting together and you know I hate to say it that way but there's a there's still a lot happening on social media Twitter and and Facebook where people are not living into the reality of the gospel and I I say this as a sinner uh, you know I, I may be the number two sinner of all time Paul took number one sorry but uh, you know I when the world sees this, are they seeing the church of the future? And how can that that be controlled? So you know, a lot going on. Anything yeah, else you we want had to a, do?
1: go yeah, ahead? Yeah, we had a piece on our. Well, I was going to we had a piece on our on our website. Uh, just really picking that up, and and a few other people have picked up a similar idea, which is these. It, it feels like there are two different families here. You know, there is a family of relatively poor. Um, relatively um, insignificant people who love the Lord and a longing uh, to see um, the church grow and they are seeing growth and this you know it's a vibrant exciting family and then there is a family which has a lot of wealth and a lot of power um, but is one generation away from extinction
0: yeah absolutely I mean and I hate to use this but Lambeth at the, at this with what we can see going on is at an extinction level event here you know if you can't get this right if we can't get the gospel right if we can't get the transformation right if we can't get sex right what good are we as a church what do we offer culture and you know, it's hard to watch yeah. from thousands of miles away
1: and and that was i think arch yeah archbishop mounirani put it beautifully when he said you know a broken church can't bring good news uh to uh, to a broken world and as as the ex-leader of the the global south you know his prayer is that we would deal with these things at lambeth and so far i haven't seen a lot of evidence um that there is a desire to do anything more than keep repeating the mantra that we're walking together
0: No and, and uh, apply power and pressure and money where they can uh, you brought up the two different churches the Western church here when I see them on social media and you know that they understand now that money can buy influence uh, with these some of these uh poorer countries and it's sad to watch you know very sad mm-hmm. Susie I've taken up uh, 12 minutes of your time and I want to thank you again I hope it oh my be- goodness a couple couple times more this week uh, as Lambeth continues but thank you for your faithful work
1: No problem, thanks for having me it's been a joy